Hi, this is Tim Golden of the Motown Philly Podcast, here asking you an important question. Are you a woman survivor of childhood sexual abuse? If so, your voice is your strength and your healing journey starts now. Broken to Blessed, hosted by Michelle Hall, is the podcast designed specifically to serve you. Tune in to witness the remarkable transformation as survivors share how they reclaim their lives through the power of their voices. This podcast is your safe space to find your voice and thrive. Explore real stories of resilience, growth, and empowerment, and discover how your voice can be the key to unlocking your healing journey. Ready to rewrite your story? Subscribe today to Broken to Blessed with Michelle Hall on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple, Google, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Broken to Blessed, where your voice transforms your story and paves the way to a life of empowerment. And remember, life can get better. You just have to do the work. Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 4 of the Motown Philly Podcast, Episode 56 overall. That's 5, 6, 56 episodes and conversations here at the Motown Philly Podcast about communication, connection, and community. I'm Tim Golden, here with my co-host. What's going on, guys? It's Jason Hall, representing the Motown Right, Jason Hall representing the Motor City, Motown, Detroit, Michigan. Tim Golden from the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia, PA. And we are here with a very important subject in this week's episode. And that is the subject of listening, listening and communication. And we're going to begin this episode with a very brief conversation but before we do that jason i don't want to miss the gratitude game so tell folks out there how grateful we are for their presence in this motown philly universe listen the gratitude game stay tight (laughs) the gratitude game stay tight y'all i'm so happy yo tim and i have been blazing it this week we've been extra busy in our lives we had he and i haven't spoke much about just about our lives about the podcast um we had a few chances to connect but briefly but i'm just just trying to say that in in the course of all of the rigmarole that he's going through that i'm going through that you guys are going through please 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 stop and give thanks every day give some let let the gratitude just come from the from the innards if you will and just be grateful about the things that are going on be grateful that you are busy be grateful that's what what's going on we are so grateful for you i we tim and i know people personally gives us shouts out every week about what we what we come together and have conversations about these conversations yes they resonate we, we, we pray that they go into your spirit, that they might move you, that you might share in conversations that we're having with other people, that 
some way somehow that someone might be changed and or transformed so we're grateful for each and every listener the time that you spend tim and i really do work on this craft we try and make it better each and every episode each and every season if you will we just want to do better so we thank you for seeing us we thank you for sitting with us we thank you for listening to us we thank you for the community that we're building you guys ever want to get at us you guys know how to in the facebook the motown philly facebook community we're so grateful um be grateful today think about those things those loved ones and all the things that you're able to do out there in this thing called life yes sir that's right jason be grateful y'all we are grateful for one another i know i'm thankful that i have a friend that is the caliber of human being that Jason is. And I'm thankful that we have a listening audience that is the caliber of people that all of you are out there. So thank you for supporting us. Thank you for doing right by us. And Jason and I intend to continue to doing right by you by delivering the highest quality of content on communication, connection, and community because you deserve no less than our very best. So with that said, Jason, we're going to talk about listening. You know, you and I have said, Jay, over the past year since we started doing this, a little more than a year now, that communication isn't just what we say, it's the ability to listen to what is right. So, So communication is speaking. But communication is also listening. And it's not really about listening to defend ourselves. It's about listening to understand the other person. So just to let y'all know how organic our content is here at the Motown Philly Podcast, Earlier this week, Jason shared with me a TikTok video, and I'm going to just play the TikTok video just to set it up. It is a conversation between two black men and a black woman, and I just want you to listen to the dynamics of this conversation, and then what we're going to do is it's it's about maybe three minutes or so i want you to listen close to it and then jason and i are going to come in and have a conversation about it because we both heard some things that we thought were very very troubling in this conversation between these two black men and this one black woman they're on a panel they're seated in the front of the room and they all have mics and so Without further ado, just take a listen to this and we will chime in in just a few minutes when it ends. A lot of men have not been safe either. I think we really, really have to start addressing parenthood in the black community. Because what happens is that the damage parents are doing to children, in this particular case, boys, always gets overlooked. You know what we get when we talk about our lack of safety? Go to therapy. 
Do you know how hard it is to get a regular job's insurance to pay for your therapy if you're not diagnosed with anything immediately? And this is when you have a job and when you have so, insurance. So what should our response be then? Because honestly, you just said go to therapy. Like, what, what should our response be? Because honestly, I'm not, I'm not, I'm that's not my saying thing. anybody has to put up with you. I'm not saying that. And that this, I'm, I'm just speaking to black men. I'm not even speaking to because it's black men in the room. Fellas, if you having issues with a woman trusting your leadership or whatever, find out who you are outside of leading a woman, cuz. That's it. Like if 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 so much of your identity is based on leading someone outside of yourself, then that's where your journey begins, my G. You know what I'm saying? If you can't if you can't convince yourself that you're worthy of leading something, not no woman, bruh, something, but your purpose, my G. If you can't lead yourself in that direction, then don't worry about no woman following you, family. Like that's where I'm gonna start. Make yourself feel safe in your own skin, bro. If somebody took safety away from you when you was a child or some shit like that, then you gotta gain that for yourself, bro. You ain't gonna be able to provide that for, bro. A lot of us don't feel safe in our own skin. You feel me? I still be on the swivel out in public. It's hard to provide safety for another motherfucker if, if you don't know that for yourself. So go find that peace for yourself, my G. Trip. I genuinely want to know the answer to that, though. I wasn't trying to interrupt you, because no, that's just something that I've said before. I've said, like, well, maybe, maybe you know, the, as it's trying to get to solutions, though, maybe you should go to therapy, or maybe we can go to therapy or something like that. What's something else that we can say to empower and encourage our men to have a safe space? So the thing is, it's not what's being said. It's that a lot of times that answer is to dismiss people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Most, most motherfuckers not in therapy. Most people, that's, that was my point in saying it's actually hard to get a therapist with a regular job. You actually have to be diagnosed with something. So if the majority response is go to therapy and the majority of people not in therapy, that's not being said out of support. It's being said to dismiss. Your issues are more glaring than mine. You're, you're being outward, like, like we're not being supportive as a community. We not, it's like, just go to therapy. I don't want to hear it. Right, okay, no, but, I get that part. So my, my part now, though, is, okay, so now, now get, let's get past this to giving that answer. Sure. What are some ways that we can, what are some things that I can do, or what are some things that any of the women in the audience can do, or men, to help their mate feel safe? Their man feel safe. Their black man feel safe. How, what's, what's something got, that we can do I for got, that? I got a couple things. And I, I, I'm a, just going to... Ladies, give me grace. I don't feel like men are giving that safe space in a relationship to be vulnerable and to be honest without being judged or without it being hijacked about how I made you feel about my honesty. And so what a lot of men learn to do through conditioning with dealing with women over time, even with their mothers, even with their family members, is learn to internalize this. Because even if I have a legitimate gripe, I know when I tell you this, you may start to cry, you may start to flip it. And now I'm talking more about how you feel about what I said than what I actually said. And so we always talk about providing safe space for women. And I, that's a conversation, period. And, 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 and stick that. But also for men... I think men are, 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 are yelling and, 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 and moving towards, like, I want to be having a safe space, too. Keita, what's up? I have, a, I have a rebuttal to that, and I wonder, Keita, if, our, I wonder if our rebuttals match. What's up? My question to that is now, because you said that you feel like the conversation goes there. Is that just what the conversation turns into, and that's how you solve a problem? Because you might say no. something, and then I respond, and that's how the conversation is going. Hey, I didn't like the, I, I like the fact you opened up to me, but I didn't like the way you said it. So can we talk like this, or can we do that? So... In a small example of what I was talking about is what happened just now. Mm -hmm. 
right? Instead of realizing how I felt was legitimate and it was real and it was authentic and it, it's coming from a place of this is actually happening to me. What happened? You, you said, okay, but maybe it's not happening like this. Maybe it's happening like that. Hold on, let me finish though. I, I guess what I'm saying is, it is, it is that. What happens is most, and I'm, I'm, generalizations, don't quote me, but most men on an average basis probably word for word cannot out-argue you or out-discuss you. So what end up happening is, if you are more skillful with words, you're more skillful with twisting, semantics, or whatever, you will, you will take control of this conversation, and this man, doesn't, he didn't even get out what he actually wanted to get out. Whoa. Okay, folks, there you have it. That is a conversation that is rife, R-I-F-E, with material for reflection on the yep. theme communication, connection, and community here at Motown Philly. Jay, your thoughts on this? First, first of all, I thank you. Uh, uh, can we give credit to who, where that came from? I forget yes, the name yes. of. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Let me make sure I go back and give the credit. I believe the post is from a TikToker whose handle is at mr.hughes. At mr.hughes. So it's at Mr. Hughes, mr. Period, H U G E S. And. That was the page from which this conversation was taken. So my apologies for that. But go ahead, Jason. So I know we kind of started off this podcast in talking about listening. And I think that's probably where it's going to end up. But they opened up more conversations uh, than just listening. I think the Brody was talking about parenting and then it segued over to quickly over to males and uh, I think that's one of the reasons that I that I sent that to you and how he was speaking about males and therapy and and talking about the percentages of people who have access to real therapy and even important more important is to uh is to hear whether it's coming from a guy or coming from a gal um, to hear, yo, you just need to go to therapy as something that's very dismissive, especially when from this point of view, they were talking about, you know, what the guy has been receiving um, on the, on the reg from, from a girl, from a female. And when it is said, yo, you just got to go to therapy and that may or may not be true. But in a lot of time, a lot of ways, because nobody is actually like there's not a lot of heads in therapy. It's just not a lot of people that go to therapy. It can be a very dismissive thing to say to a to to a guy who's trying to do his best in expressing himself and trying to be interactive in a conversation to find some type of resolution to be like, yo, you just need to go to therapy. And it's just like conversation is done. And he's basically just not being heard. Um, I can I can definitely understand how that can be a pain point for anybody. Um, definitely a male 
who often a black male who often stands in this world and sometimes feels like he's surrounded by people but yet he's he's still very much alone you feel me oh i feel you jason i feel you i so i I agree with everything you said so let me let me begin my commentary on this Uh tiktok video by saying the following we live in a culture in which men are stereotyped as being the quote unquote problem solvers we live in a culture where men are stereotyped as the ones who are dismissive of women and their emotions. Mm-hmm. And the real power in this video is that it turns that societal stereotype upside down because there was no one who was more solution oriented in this video than this woman. It was it was so bad to the point where when the brother toward the end was trying to express himself, she actually said, quote, I have a rebuttal. And the guy said to her, basically, it's happening right now. What I just said is happening right now. I've told you how I felt about it. And instead of making the conversation focus on how I'm feeling, you make it about how I made you feel because you don't like the way that I shared it with you. And so when I listened to this, I just thought of how many roadblocks exist for black men to be able to express themselves relationally to a woman. And he made the point, now listen, I'm a philosopher and I'm a lawyer. I argue for a living. And I have to admit, when I heard him say most you can most men can't out argue you and you were good with semantics and blah, blah, blah. And I that's not going to happen to me. You're not going to be able to out argue me. And I don't say that in a way to be braggadocious or anything. But when it comes to my emotional and mental well-being, I'm going to keep the focus right where it is. And. I don't care who she is. A woman is not going to be allowed to obfuscate and filibuster and do whatever it is that she can to change the subject. And as the guy said, you know, if that doesn't work, if those things don't work, you might start crying. Right. And then now I have to deal with that right now. It's about you've done. You've basically done everything to let me know that what I have to say about how I'm feeling does not matter to you. And and that just stuck out with me. It's amazing to me how, how we fail to actually listen to what a person has to say. She was only interested in quote unquote solutions in so-called solutions. And the first brother said, you just tell me to go to therapy to dismiss me. And then the second brother 
said, yeah, and when I tell you how I feel, now you, I mean, he was basically, the second brother was being gaslighted. Oh, wow. He was basically being told that what he had to say did nah, 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 that don't really matter because I'm saying this. And what if it, what if it was this? What if I didn't like the way you told me? I mean, that, so it, it's, it's astonishing to me the lengths to which we go to protect ourselves or to prevent ourselves from being held accountable in relationship with one another and and the, the extent to which we go to just defend ourselves so it it was it was fascinating to me man my, my question is it's a lot of questions but i'm thinking off top like how much is that situational how much is that like the dynamics between the two how much is that cultural um as far as uh maybe the like within like black culture how much is that like larger culture like you know there's there are times where you know it's it's it can be said you know let a man speak his feelings um and i think just to understand that phrase is to also understand that men don't speak their feelings uh, often or don't have an opportunity or might feel like shame or on some level you know apprehensive about doing it because things of oh this is a safe space to speak your feelings this is a safe space a safe space to communicate what's going on with you but when the man does that it is it is it can be often not always but it can be often picked apart to be like oh like this is what's going on this is the sauce that's in your ingredient or this is the ingredients that's in your sauce that's the problem as opposed to like what we're what he was saying and what we're talking about like yo just sit with me and listen and, and as i think about our last few episodes of this of this season um it's all a lot of our conversations have been about just listening and i harken back to my you know me being a, a speech language pathologist and focusing on what is like communication disorders there are two major pillars of of communication and we you define them um earlier but we call them in terminology we have expressive language and we have receptive language or we have receptive language or or expressive language um when we come into this world we do on some level have both of those present as a baby cries that's expressive he or she is letting you know something's going on hungry sleepy poopy diaper whatever you know that he or she is expressing that um when it comes to receptive receptive is the listening part like you can get you can have all the verbal expressions or nonverbal expressions you want but there is a level of what is receptive there is something that is received and that is the listening part and i think that is a very valuable um it's a very valuable part of communication just as much as your ability to like you said earlier your ability to articulate and express what's going on 
And I think there is a skill to that when when you start doing that on the highest level, talking about communication um, with one another, with yourself. I love how Brody talked about leading and his and doing that inner work. You and I talk about that when it comes to communication. You can't lead a woman or or a thing or organization if you really don't know how to lead yourself. And that does come with come from an inward dialogue of listening to yourself and and doing the work and seeing what things that are um, that are not necessarily that are holding you back that are not allowing you to to be your to arise to your fullest potential but the idea of just understanding that receptive communication goes apart of that goes apart with that internal dialogue with yourself but even just as important with the individuals that you sit with but i just think that there is a very solemn it's a very solemn act to receive information to receive the communication that you are um in interaction with with someone else to really try to understand their perspective before speaking starts coming and sometimes we do want to speak to understand more maybe there's a we just we're just really trying to understand and i get that i can be like that at times i really want to try and understand what you're saying and not twist up what you're what you're talking about but i think sometimes we can come in with a bias you know from our past experience from our own perspective and we don't genuinely say to ourselves let me just sit with this man. Let me just sit with this individual so that I can receive everything they're giving me. I need to receive their tonality. I need to re- receive the words that they're saying, the choice words that they're saying. I need to receive um, their, you know, their demonstrative uh, effect on how they're giving it. Like all that is a type of expression. And those are the things that definitely... Um, are impactful to whatever message is trying to be to be um to be conveyed but saying this too when someone is this is good y'all this is good this is uh, this is like communication therapy like one-on-one for me um when someone is when someone you've when you've given someone the space to actually sit and say hey what what is it that you want to say or want to tell me or want to express in your feelings. And that person has the ability, well, that person begins to tell you or articulate what's going on with them and share their feeling. This is what what the response should be. So I hear you saying this, this, and this. Is that correct? And let your boy be like, "Uh uh-huh. Now you feeling me. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what I said. And you give them a chance to be like, yes or no, that is not what I'm saying. But my point is, I need for you to hear me, to receive what I'm getting. So the response, a better response, and I think one would say the best response is, is some, if someone has an opportunity, a male, if a man has an opportunity or a female, it is just important to be like, so I hear you. Is, is this what you're saying? So I hear you're saying this. You, I heard you say this. And this is that, in fact, what you are saying. And you give them opportunity to say yes or no. You you have heard me well, or you haven't heard a, a word I said, or 
not quite right. That's what I got to say about that. Yeah, so we we have to understand that it is a privilege to be trusted with language, to be trusted with hearing, to be trusted with clarifying it, and to be trusted with making sure that we get it right, which is what I hear you saying. And we can't do any of those things if we are on the edge of our seat, desperately trying to protect ourselves at every turn because we feel like we're being attacked. This is where the video, Jason, reminded me of what we talked about a few weeks ago when I told, when we had the conversation about me going to the church and I shared my story. Mm -hmm. And there were people who decided that rather than listening, they were going to do what that woman was doing in the conversation that we just listened to, which is offer solutions. They were going to offer solutions or they were just going to bring up something else that had nothing to do with what I was talking about. And they were going to focus instead on that topic. So I, I want to take this a little deeper, Jason, because what you said is is really powerful. And I think it's a gateway to a depth of conversation here at Motown Philly that we really need to plumb. We okay. this is like Mariana's trench depth, right? Like we right. need to we need to go there. So if we move backwards starting with the words that we speak in a conversation those words that we speak the language that we speak comes from thoughts those thoughts come from impressions that in turn come from interactions that made us feel one way or another, this way or that way. And in the end, the last stop is the soul. Language comes from the human soul. It comes from who we are at our very core. And if we can appreciate that language comes from the most intimate, internal, deepest part of our personhood, which has in turn feelings. And those feelings have thoughts. And those thoughts express themselves in language. Then I think we're on to something that can get us to good communication, good connection, and good community. Because if we really appreciated the fact that language is ultimately rooted in who a person or in who we are at our core, 
that we would be much more empathetic with other people instead of desperately trying to protect ourselves and defend ourselves because that sister in that conversation was trying to defend herself. You don't use words like rebuttal in that kind of conversation (laughs) or I have a rebuttal. No, you don't have a rebuttal. The brother just told you how he felt and now you're making it about something else. You're dismissing him and you're either dismissing him by saying, well, I appreciate what you shared with me, but it's the way you shared it with me. You're either doing that or you're saying something flippant to him like, go to therapy. I don't know who hurt you, but go to therapy. And in a move like that, you are not allowing yourself to be vulnerable. You are not opening yourself up to the other person and saying, I'm going to sit with you. Kind of like Job's friends. I like that language you use, Jason. I'm going to sit with you. When Job's friends first saw him from afar off, from a distance, they felt so bad for him that they went and they sat with him for seven days and seven nights and did not say anything. They sat with him in his grief, in his pain, in his heartache, in his suffering. And that's the sister who we just listened to could have taken a lesson from Job's friends because rather than obfuscate and try to defend herself and come up with rebuttals, all she had to do was sit with that brother the way Job's friends sat with him. Now, unfortunately, his friends couldn't keep their mouth shut. <laughs> I think that's a, that's a lesson for all of us, right? Mm-hmm. His friends went from being able to empathize and feel what Job was feeling to turning around and condemning him, suggesting that everything he had done, everything that he had been experiencing was something that he somehow deserved even his children and it just reminds me of the awful ways in which we communicate with people because we don't want to open ourselves up and be vulnerable this is what black philosopher george yancey distinguished professor of philosophy at emory university this is what he calls being unsutured right the wound is open you're open you're exposed you're vulnerable And instead of hiding behind hypotheticals and hiding behind rebuttals and arguments and counter arguments, save that stuff for the classroom or the courtroom. But in relationship with one another, we have to be vulnerable to listen and we have to be vulnerable to speak. Let me poke the cat a little bit. Is it a question or is it okay to shine some type of light in a discourse or dialogue that's happening between two people and to consider how some 
how someone says something to you? Um, or is that to be dismissed? Because um, she kind of brought out like how you said it to me is what I'm tripping on. Like maybe we can talk about it, but maybe uh, the tone of what you of how you said it is a little like it isn't that would you say that that's valid when it comes to discourse because if i'm talking to you right and or if you if you were like dating a female and you were talking and she, and she was talking to you and she was expressing her feelings and she came at you with the passion <laughs> with the pathos of what she was experiencing and she shared it with you with a lot of emotion could you just see through the emotion and be like yeah i get you i feel you tell me more like i want to know i want to understand i'll just listen or were you like she coming the door and <laughs> picture coming the door slamming your door the the picture falls off the off the uh wall and then she just she just starts going in she may or may not be going in on you, but she might be just going in. I've often thought presentation is everything. So tell me what you think. You know what I'm saying? Do you totally dismiss that? I'll tell you what I think in a minute, Jay. But for right now, I got to <laughs> tell you what I think about what it's like to advertise with the Motown Philly podcast, Jay. Yeah, yeah. Jason, you're an entrepreneur, man. And the bottom line is entrepreneurs need affordable, high quality advertising to help them reach their financial goals. Mm-hmm. Here at the Motown Philly podcast, y'all need to know that we are available on every major podcast host hosting site and our listening audience is expanding we got subscribers in major u.s markets like new york and los angeles and international even in the uk and africa they talking about motown philly in the motherland y'all we all over the place we have three very affordable packages a starter package an elite package and a premium package that can get you the kind of advertising that you need to make your business grow. Jason and I are all about growth here at the Motown Philly Podcast, and we want you to grow with us. So come on, whether it's starter package, elite package, or premium, please reach out to us for your advertising needs at Motown Philly Community at gmail.com that's motown philly community at gmail.com reach out to us for more information and we will send you a pricing list and a package that explains all of our various advertising packages to you again that's motown philly community all one word motown philly community at gmail.com all right so now jason you asked a very poignant question Mm -hmm. and i'm going to give you a short answer and i'm going to give you a longer answer okay the short answer is hell no it doesn't matter how you say it Because in the context of that conversation, 
that was an illegitimate way of dismissing what the brother was talking about in the context of that conversation in the TikTok video. She was wrong for posing a hypothetical that says, well, what if I didn't like the way you said it? Because the first, what's the first thing the brother said? Now, all of a sudden, it becomes less about how I'm feeling and more about how I made you feel. Right. So it's not about that. So the short answer is, in the context of that TikTok video, she was wrong. She was wrong. She was wrong for doing that. Now, the longer answer, I think, is yeah presentation does go a long way but you can't allow the self to overcome the other okay you can't allow how so like you said, what did you say? She comes home, slams the door, the picture falls off the wall, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Might be legitimate. And yeah, so yeah, I think there's a place to check the other person and to say, listen, you want to talk to me? You get much more with honey than you get with vinegar. Mm. <laughs> I'm up in here acting like, like, you know, like we out in the street, like you about to do something. Right. Like, like, don't, you know, don't come at me like that, right? So there's a place to check that, right? But once we have checked that, it's time to quickly put that aside and say, okay, now that we got that out of the way, and I don't want, I'm not, because I don't want to make this about how you made me feel. Something is obviously bothering you. So rather than make it about how you made me feel, Let's just sit down and let's just open it up. And I'm here to listen to what you have to say. So I think we have to be emotionally mature enough to check it without resting there and making the whole discussion about you got to get yourself together because you can't be coming at me like that. <laughs> Because yeah, that's, that's a, because that's not really the issue, right? That's an elite it, conversation, bro. That's it a is. high level conversation. It is. You have to be a high level communicator to achieve that a level of emotional perception, uh -huh. right? And maturity. Mm -hmm. Say, listen, you don't have to talk to me like that, okay? Now, if there's a problem, let's sit down and talk. And I'm going to consciously put aside what happened. The way you came at me, right? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you that I don't like the way you came at me, but I'm mature enough to say, okay, I don't like the way you came at me, but that doesn't mean that how you feel, it, that how I felt about that is more important than how you feel about whatever it is that's bothering you. So I'm gonna bracket all of that. And I'm going to sit here with you like I'm one of Job's friends and I ain't going to say nothing. So go ahead. That's that's hard to do. Yeah. Um, we talked about emotional maturity. That's also, you know, emotional intelligence, understanding your you-ness. You're not trying to understanding your sense of self. 
to understand that, you know, abuse is not something or inappropriate behavior, uh, like trajected your way is not something that you are willing that I'm willing to allow to happen. Like if there's infringement, if you will, like let's address that. I'm not going to make, however, I'm not going to make it about that. However, let's let's reset the table, if you will, because I understand like you're highly charged and I know that you have something to say. But, yo, it was it was kind of difficult to receive that thing when you coming in here slamming doors like pictures are falling off the wall and stuff is breaking. Right. And this is where we have to understand the importance of time and communication timing if what i did made you that upset and you know that you're gonna come home and you know i better sleep with one eye open you that mad right maybe that's not the best time to have the conversation right maybe i mean if you believe it's that urgent then maybe we could have it at that time but listen you got to practice some deep breathing Whatever you have to do to collect yourself, you need to do because there are some behaviors that are just over the top and that a person won't be able to say, look, you got to calm down. You know, like you come home and, and you know, you, you try to, you know, you assault me, right? Yeah. And that the physical with the physical abuse in that moment would trump whatever your concern is because nobody ought to be putting their hands on anybody else. Right. Right. So we got to find ways to um, to deal with that. But the short answer is in that video, she was just obfuscating. She was just trying to avoid responsibility for a situation in which she may have done something that caused someone else harm and then she quickly made it about that and i think we have to understand jason that we know what our motives are if something is objectively unreasonable i.e you come home and slam the door and pictures are falling off the wall or you come home and assault me right okay fine we know what our motives are but you you can't say it's the way you said it to me if you just don't like what I said. Oh. Right? <laughs> I mean, that does not justify. Yeah, that's that's definitely different from presentation, right? Like yeah, but 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 my point is we can make it a try to make it a seem like it's about presentation. Right. It's really not. And that's where I think we have to have an inner dialogue with ourselves and say, you know what? This ain't right. I just need to keep my mouth shut and just go ahead on and listen. Yeah. Uh, I think when you think about this episode and one of the things that we're gleaning um for ourselves and hopefully you guys are gleaning it too it's just like yo find that space to weed through all of the extra ish and just sit there 
and do your best to listen, to receive, to be receptive in the language that is coming across and being conveyed to you. Because there are, of that information, there are elements and clues of what's going on in that individual that you might miss if you're thinking about your response. You know what I'm saying? If you're thinking about uh, how they're wrong in what they're saying or how your perspective is, uh, I don't know, just the paradoxes are on two separate sides. It's just like, let me truly sit and imbibe what this person is saying, hear the words, even feel the emotions of what they're saying, and then and then see if you can do your best to be like, is this what you said? <laughs> you know? Like what I'm hearing you say, I just think that's so valuable to the listening element because we all listen from our own life experience. We all listen from our own uh past traumas we all listen from our own perspectives that can be dismissive of what someone is trying to say so i think you know just the overarching theme is like not just listening is that deep listening that deep level of sitting with someone like you mentioned in job's friends like for you guys to study the the story of job just think that's who like seriously let's let's i like to kind of when i talk about the bible just really break it open like the idea tim to sit with somebody for seven days and say nothing you know the young folks say the young youngsters say say less <laughs> oh, i'm not even talking like that y'all forgive me <laughs> but the point is they said nothing to that dude that's how but that's the level of despair that Joe was in, though. And to know that those dudes had the emotional intelligence when they were silent to sit with him that long. But oh, when they opened up their mouth, Tom, Tom, Dick, and Harry was coming Check straight. <laughs> Job's, Job's silence was because of his... Job was in despair, but his friend's silence demonstrated an empathy right was in proportion to the despair of their friend i like that tim well, i don't know if you should stay there that empathy thing is a is a is a transformative word yeah man they listened to him they 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 didn't say anything they just sat there and and so i think if we're going to be empathetic in relationship with people one of the things we have to do is figure out a way to my father used to say this is the saying I have to attribute to him my father used to say to me he said, he called me Timbo and he would say Timbo you know you can go real far in life if you learn to keep your mouth shut and your mind open your mouth shut <laughs> yeah and your and mind, your mind that. open, right? And I think that's really where we are right now, Jason. We're at a point where if we're going to achieve communication, connection, and community with one another, black men with black women, black women with black men, black people with one another, with whites, etc. 
I'll never forget, Jason. About seven years ago, I was performing in Portland, Oregon with the August Wilson Red Door Project. And at the end of each performance, uh, the, the, uh, the show was called Hands Up. And it was seven monologues. And each of the seven monologues was about a different African-American and their experience with police officers. And so these were very, very well-written, professionally done monologues by top flight playwrights. And each of the monologues was performed by a different character who comes from a different place and has a different set of experiences. And at the end of the show, the last monologue was titled How I Feel. And I performed How I Feel a lot with the August Wilson Red Door Project when I did Hands Up. And when the show is over, at the end of that monologue, it's a very, very emotional moment at the end of that. And everybody comes out, takes a bow, and then the conversation is opened up for what's for a a uh, the the audience is invited to stay after. I don't want to say for a conversation. I don't want to say for a talk back because those are a little different. But I remember the director a great actor himself, Kevin Jones. Mm. Kevin said to the audience, when we opened up the floor at the end of the show, uh, I want you to raise your hand and I want you to tell us how you feel. I don't want you to give solutions. I don't want you to propose any theories. We sh I'm sure there's a lot of people out in the audience who are highly educated. We don't need a dissertation about what you think will solve the problems. We don't need an in-depth analysis of criminal justice policy. Just want you to tell us how you feel. And I remember we did it at a university in Western Oregon. And I remember the chief of police for the campus, the college campus where we were, she stood up and she started talking in theoretical policy driven terms. And Kevin had to cut her off. And he said, you're doing exactly what I said, don't do. Well, I'm the chief of police here, she said. He said, I don't care who you are. You are not allowed to do that in this space. I only want to, well, I'm about figuring out solutions. I am the, she, she told the audience that she was the chief of police at least twice, maybe three times. And Kevin told her, if you're not going to abide by the rules of this space, you can leave. And that's exactly what she did. And this is a white woman who is hearing things and her first response is not is to behave the total opposite of job's three friends is not to tarry not to sit not to be unsutured right not to wait and and patiently take in what 
she just saw on the stage, but she wanted to assert herself as an authority figure. And I think that's a problem. So I, I have a question. Very good. Very well said. Good story. Um, and it just causes me to think about this question. You know, we're coming to land in this plane, but it makes me think about the idea of timing and invitation for solutions. Like you said, men can be have a tendency to be um, like oriented to fixing uh, or solution based. Like that's just might be in our makeup in, in certain ways or we're conditioned to be like that. And maybe when 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 we're when men are given spaces to to talk, women like, oh, I got a solution to that. And you'd be like, wait, just listen. And and you think about Joe's story. Brody's waited for a week. How many weeks? How many days? Seven days? And when they did speak, it was inappropriate. You know what I'm saying? Like the I guess the question is, and maybe it's intuitive. Like, how do you approach that gap, the chasm between hear me, I need you to just hear me, listen to me, sit with me, empathize with me until like, how can I help? You know what I'm saying? Like, so that's a genuine question. Like, what do you, what can I do? What can I do better? What can I do to assist? Like, what does that look like? Like, I think that's a fair question. Like, your girl was on his head. She was on that dude's head in the video, right? Like, what do I do? What do I do? Just, just listen. <laughs> just li You know, the first dude was trying his best to be like, yo, this conversation is for men. It's not even for women. Like, he, you could almost heard him kind of like not say that because she's the one chiming in like, what do we do? What do we do? And on some level, that's a fair question. But you not you not really you not re I don't think you coming at your your I don't think you coming at it at the right angle. Just sit with me and and understand before you start asking what. A, she, some people just want to get to the answer. Let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving, Brody. But it's just like when a when some person when a person is really feeling some way and heavy and deep. Like what is that transitional moment? What should that look like from going from just being a listener? Someone who sits with you shoulder to shoulder for a week, for two minutes, for an hour. Like, what does that look like, bro? I, I think it looks like whatever it looks like in that moment, man. I don't think that it's wise to begin to develop models for what things look like. Here's what I will say. Okay. It, it doesn't look like anything that we heard on that video. <laughs> it, I, I might not be able to tell you exactly what it looks like. I can tell you what it's not. It ain't, and it ain't that. Right? I right. think it's a lot of... I, I'm reluctant to say that there's a model for how things are because every relationship is different the dynamic between people are different. It might not even be a romantic relationship between a man and a woman. It could be a sibling relationship, or it could be a parent and child relationship. Uh, you know, it could be employer employee. I mean, there's all kinds of relationships out there in which the kinds of dynamics that we 
heard on that video can take place. But I think that me and you as two black men in this space here at Motown Philly are interested in the relational dynamic between that the men and the two men and the woman on the on the video that we listened to on the the audio that we heard uh, there is a video again i think the person's name is at mr uh, at mr.hughes at mr.hughes on tiktok so you can find it there so so i i'm what i'm saying jason is um to answer your question what does it look like i don't know that we could give a specific model but what i will say is uh, maybe not so much what it looks like, but what does it sound like? And what it sounds like is a lot of listening. Mm. And it listening is is the sound of silence. Mm. And the sound of silence can be the most deep expression of empathy, love, compassion, and understanding that we can give to another person. That's beautiful. That's that's just beautiful, Tim. Um, when you were saying that, it sounded like you're creating a recipe. It sounds like a lot of listening. So if you if you find if we find ourselves in a space and someone's needing to emote or to share feelings and express themselves. The ingredients, like the heavy ingredients of this particular in exchange and interaction should be them talking, you holding a space. He used a great word in, in the dialogue, the, uh, the, first, the first gentleman. Like, he was like, what you're saying doesn't sound supportive. Mm -hmm. I love that. <laughs> like that so mixing the ingredients in that space should be heavy laden if you will with listening it's 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 probably in that moment less about what you say and express and more about what you receive what you're receiving because at the end of the day they're gonna get tired of talking right and you can still sit there and then they might say hey you got something to say and it, whatever they gonna tell you what they need but at the most the probably the best thing that they need is listening like the best ingredient to to go heavy in on is sitting and listening that's beautiful yeah the best thing we can give to people who we love is silence. Hmm. It's, it's respect for the core of who they are because remember, language is just an expression of thoughts. Thoughts can often be an expression of feelings and feelings themselves come from the core of who we are, the soul, what the Greeks called the suke, P-S-U-C-H-E, or the soul. Suke is the root word for our word uh, psychology. Right. When we talk about psychology, and when the Greeks talked about psychology, they talked. They were talking about the soul, the human soul. And if we recognize 
ourselves as beings with this core, with this inner core that is worthy of dignity, that's worthy of respect. And if we can put that first, then I think that silence, the silence of listening will precede anything that we have to say. And I can assure you that the silence of your listening will be heard over and above anything. It will be so loud and so appreciated that it will be heard over and above anything that you say. And and I think if we can sort of try to put a bow on this here and wrap this up at the end, right? I think the best some of the the best gifts uh, that we can give to one another as human beings, one of the greatest gifts that we can give to one another as human beings is the gift of silence, because rightly understood in the context that we're talking about silence really can be definite and silence becomes the language of love if i had fingers i'd snap oh i do have fingers <laughs> you, got, you got you got fingers you got fingers <laughs> jason, nah, jason man, this is we gotta listen to each other man we gotta listen motown philly communication connection community we all about growing and trying to get better jason ain't perfect i ain't perfect my goodness i think about the imperfections in my life i just need to go somewhere and get my life right so i you know we're not we're not we don't have the answers but we do hope that we're asking the right questions yeah and we can commit to getting a little bit better each day uh, than we were the day before so do you have it folks jay where can they find you man you guys can find me on instagram on ig at the speakers mechanic you can also find me on linkedin jason hall communication skills coach where i help entrepreneurs and business owners express and articulate and communicate convey their message so that they can get their brand out in those streets tim golden where can we find you hey good people y'all can find me on instagram at a good golden man you can find me on x formerly known as twitter at D-R-T-J Golden E-S-Q and last but not least you can find me on Facebook I think they call it Meta whatever they call it nowadays you can find me on Facebook at Tim Golden three things in life are certain death taxes and I am the only black man in Walla Walla named Tim Golden I guarantee it take that check to the bank and it will have zero elasticity it ain't bouncing Listen, folks, season two, episode four is in the books. Stay tuned. Season two, episode five. And we're just going to keep on giving it to you the only way we know how. With a lot of love, a lot of peace, and a lot of soul. Motown Philly, Jay. Until next episode, we are out of here. Like Vladimir. Peace. Peace.